What's up and welcome to The Buzz, a podcast for students, by students, where we value your participation. I am your host, Natalie Alexander. And I'm your co-host, Paul Gosh. Today we are talking with Manu from the Office of Veteran and Military Academic Engagement. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Paul. Uh, good to meet you both. And thank you for doing this. This is fantastic. I love the podcast, so um, good to meet you in person. I want to say something to Paul. You look like Adam Driver. This is crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> flattering. <laughs> I appreciate that. He is, he is a current heartthrob, so that, uh, he, that he feels is, good to hear. He is the one right now. I mean, he is the big, the big name. So, yeah. Really, when, I saw your name, when I saw you, I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> anyway, I really wanted to add that. All right. So, Manuel G. Avila Santiago is an associate professor of communication and culture at the College of Integrative Science and Art and director of the OVMAE. So, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about the Office for Veteran and Military Academic Engagement. Um, sure, fellas. First of all, thank you for creating this space to reach our ASU community. I think this is so important. Um, I truly believe that the present and the future is the podcast communities, and I'm so happy to take part of this. And this is my first podcast ever, so it's even more exciting for me. For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Manuela Vila Santiago, but I go by Manu. Um, I've been at ASU since 2012, if I'm not wrong. Um, and I've been working as an assistant professor, now associate professor of communication and culture. Um, I hold a BA in communications, a master in theory and research, and my PhD is in media studies from the University of Texas in Austin. Um, it was precisely that time at Austin that I began to organize my interest in the veteran culture. And, and I say organize because I was immersed in that culture before I started graduate school, as many of us here in the United States and in the territories. I grew up nearby a military base in Puerto Rico. I was surrounded by veterans from my family and from the barrio I grew up. And listening to stories from the battlefield, particularly Korea and Vietnam. However, when I watch films and documentaries and TV series about wars, Puerto Ricans were not represented in those films. So that invisibility and that silence of the Puerto Rican soldier and veterans bugged me and inspired me to do more research into it. At that time, it was like maybe 2005, 2006, I had friends serving in the so-called war on terror in Iraq and eventually in Afghanistan. Um, so I started observing their social media and the stories that they were sharing in those platforms. And at the moment, I realized that in response of the lack of representation in traditional media, Social media like Facebook and at that moment, MySpace became a preferred platform for those soldiers to share their stories. So I decided to rescue those stories and that project eventually became my dissertation and it became also my first book project, Puerto Rican Soldiers and Second Class Citizenship Representations in Media. So when I was hired at ASU, the former director of the Office for Veteran and Military Academic Engagement, Dr. Mark Hagen, he invited me to present my book um, and I started collaborating with the office. And five years later, I became the director of the office. And in addition, the office became part of CISA. So we're living really exciting times with the office. To kind of explain a little bit what OVMAE is about. So basically our office is the research, teaching and community engagement hub at ASU. 
And our goal is to bridge the military civilian gap at ASU and the larger Arizona community. Um, just to clarify, we are not the Pat Tillman Center, but we collaborate with them. And we are not a Veterans Affairs office, but we care about Veterans Affairs. ASU is known as a military friendly and is also known as a veteran friendly institution. But our office, what we want to do is to transform ASU into a veteran engaged institution. And we're doing that with cutting edge research. We're doing that, um, creating network of scholars interested in, in issues related to veterans and military cultures. We design community engagement programs such as book presentations, writing groups, film screenings. And we also created the certificate, the very first certificate in the Southwest in the study of veteran society and service. So this is what we've been doing. This is what OVMA is about. And, and we're really happy to, to talk about our program. So I have a two-part question for you next. One, as an ASU student, if I was interested in that certificate that you guys offer, how would I be able to get involved? How would I be able to find out more information? And then two, is there an option for students to get involved in the research that you guys are conducting in your center? Sure. So the certificate now started being offered um, last summer, and we are really excited. The feedback from the student has been fantastic. We are not only uh, available through regular ASU as I courses, and eventually we hope um, in-person courses, but we are also through ASU online. So we are bringing the whole community of ASU into our certificate. Um, the really interesting thing about the certificate is that the veteran studies is an emerging and also growing field. And in contrast to other fields, we are really committed to applied knowledge. And this is not only a certificate on which we are imparting knowledge or sharing knowledge. No, we want students to learn how to apply that knowledge into real life situations and make changes in their communities. That's something really important for us. Um, and every day we heard and we read in the news, right? Members of our community talking about the need for doing more for our veterans. But how we do more, right? How we can translate that into action. So that's what our certificate is about. Um, I talk to, when I talk to the students, I always tell them like, whenever you look at the job application, the word veteran is there. But not a lot of people know why the word veteran is there. What does it mean? What does it mean for a company to hire a veteran? What does it mean to, to a service, a person that provides service to serve a veteran? What, what is the difference between that particular culture? So our certificate is pretty much training the future professionals and scholars to better serve veterans in your community while bridging that civilian and military gap. Um, one of the most important things is that we design all these courses um, with the advisory of people who serve in the military, who have done research in veterans and military culture. And in a way, the students that who complete the certificate, they will gain a nuance. And that, that word is really important, the word nuance, a nuance understanding of the military veteran culture and experience. Um, so our office, one of the greatest things that we, we've done throughout the years is that we created a solid network of nonprofit organizations that work with veterans. And we provide our students the opportunity to do an internship um, with a veteran serving um, organization. 
when you apply for a job, I mean, that experience will be crucial and you will have it because we will um, make sure to provide you that kind of experience. Is this certificate that you guys offer on, available online as well as in person? Yes, it's available through ASU online and it's available in person as well or as iCourse. We're now offering as iCourses or like sync because of obviously what's going on with, with, with COVID-19. But we hope that by the fall, we're going to be able to start doing more in-person things. And the internships are taking place virtually and they've been pretty successful actually. So we're really happy of, on how things are turning out. That sounds like an interesting program for sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a couple webinars are coming up related to the topics. Um, it looks like on Monday, March 22nd at 4 p.m., we have a webinar called From Shock to Awe. And yep. on the 29th, so that's the following Monday at 4 p.m., we have Beyond the Stigma. Um, so looking at the descriptions, I find that a commonality between the two webinars is the introduction of psychedelics as an alternative or an addition uh, to the mental health care received by veterans. Um, could you explain a little bit about what the shortcomings of the current mental health options for veterans are and sort of where do psychedelics fit in? Um, kind of briefly, I know, you know, someone who's interested is going to go to these seminars, but could you briefly hit upon those? Yes, yeah, sure. So one of the things that we do in our office at, and in order to bridge that military civilian gap is to create community event, community engagement events that will bring together you know, not only ASU, the ASU community, but the community at large in Arizona. So we create these kind of film screenings. And as I mentioned before, book presentations, we had the opportunity to have a conversation with Janine Sagard and she is the producer of this documentary titled From Shock to Awe. Um, this is a very powerful and transforming kind of documentary. And, and it basically, basically the documentary, what it does is they follow the journey of two Colorado veterans as they move from struggling with PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, to healing through the use of psychedelics. These are two individuals who have tried everything. Um, so they decided to try an alternative option with the psychedelics. For those of you who are not familiar with psychedelics, um, also known as hallucinogens, right? Um, hallucinogens, correct, yes. Yeah. So there are a type of psychoactive substance that produce changes in perception, mood, and cognitive process. And this is really important because this is like how we perceive the world. When you are going through a PTSD kind of situation, it's going to change, right? Your dynamics in your, with it, and the way you socialize with others. So what they do um, in this particular documentary and what they've been doing, you know, as a therapeutic kind of approach is use ayahuasca. And those, for those of you who are not familiar, ayahuasca is a traditional psychedelic medicine that has been used for centuries. Um, and it all started in the Amazon region in South America. Basically, they prepare some sort of concoction with the root and natural ingredients that when you ingest those ingredients, they can lead to a therapeutic purging, right? And it's a purging that happens in two dimensions. It's the mind and it's the body. And it's a really powerful experience. And those of you, I want to give a lot of information because I want people to watch the documentary. And actually we acquire the rights of the documentary. So it's going to be available for, for our students as well. But it's a really powerful moment when you see that transformation of those two veterans throughout the documentary. 
So in addition to that, we decided, wait, we don't want to just watch the documentary and we have the producer that is going to join us for, for a conversation before and after, but we want to actually kind of create some sort of a more deep conversation. So we decided to do the panel. And the panel, as you mentioned, is the, the title is Beyond the Stigma, Understanding Ayahuasca and, and Healing with Therapeutic Psychedelics. And in the panel, what we're going to be doing is going further deeper into these themes with experts, not only from ASU, but also national advocates and scholars of psychedelics. Um, this is going to be a huge opportunity for those interested in these themes to engage in a dialogue, you know, to have some debates, uh, to debunk some needs, right? Because that the notion of stigma is really powerful, and, and, and psychedelics has this stigma um, in society. And what this panel is going to do is kind of debunk and deconstruct and problematize that concept of stigma, and of course, connected with with the film. Something really important that I want to add is that the event is, the event is taking place on March 29, and March 29 is the National Vietnam War Veteran Day. And talking about stigma, right? And, and talking about, you know, connect, because a lot of things that we, the way we experience the world is through perception. And unfortunately, the Vietnam veteran had the perception of the Vietnam veteran was really negative because of the role of the media, right? So they've been fighting with the stigma to kind of challenge those, um, those perceptions that the society have about them. So this is kind of, we're making this interesting connection with the National Vietnam Veteran War um, Day and, and, and the, of course, the panel that will be taking place. Very cool. Okay, so this topic touches not only on veterans and healings from PTSD, but also on psychology, counseling, spirituality, general mental health, and so much more. Manu, why do you think this topic is so interesting to folks these days? Uh, we're living really uncertain times, um, and we talk a lot about mental health, and we will talk a lot about the um, the state of our mental health right now in the United States, uh, given the situation that we are living through, but it's not taking center stage as it should. So I think that these kind of events bring that conversation into center stage. And I think it's really important because there's a lot of people in need of help. And I think that, you know, right now, the way this panel is kind of reframing this conversation, it creates, you know, a really rich and nuanced understanding of, of other options that exist. You know, a lot of people um, have tried everything. They've tried, you know, um, psychology, they tried psychiatric, psychiatric health, right? They tried therapies, they tried counseling, but not everything worked for everybody. You know, this is a, not a one size fits all. So for some people to kind of see other different approaches will definitely be kind of a life-changing experience for them. So I think it is really important that we have these conversations. And of course, the veteran community is a huge community. And at ASU right now, we have over 10,000 student veterans. And I think this is a topic that will be of their interest, you know, not necessarily to engage um, in, in the process, right? Because we're not saying that all veterans have mental health problems and it's not like that. But I think it is important to understand what kind of options are available to problematize them and also to provoke, you know, um, more conversations and more research into it. We are a research institution and we want our students 
and our faculty to engage in these kind of meaningful, you know, um, projects. So you, um, we can offer a more nuanced understanding of what the psychedelics are. I think there is a lot of, uh, I mean, and, and this is something that in the panel, it will be definitely um, explore more deeply. For example, we include in the panel, Mara Priest and Alexander Criddle from the ASU Histor um, School of Historical, Philosophical and Religious Studies, you know, to provide that philosophical approach to it, right? We have Brock Pagney and Brock is really interested because he was the co-founder of the ASU Exorcist Club. And this is a group that has been doing a lot of research and a lot of like really in-depth conversations about these topics. We also have Candace Lewis from psychology um, and we have Molly Pleat and Molly Pleat has been doing a lot of projects with psychedelics. She's from the University of California in San Francisco and she worked directly with the San Francisco um, Veteran Administration. So she definitely understands she's been working hand by hand in this kind of approach. So we are really, really lucky to have these people to talk about the, the ceremonial uses of ayahuasca and how it led to a kind of a personal transformation, you know, in, in, in veterans' lives. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We definitely appreciate your time and just your very thoughtful responses to um, learning about OVMAE and everything that's coming up with the documentary screening and the panel. Um, and I definitely can't wait to hear how they turn out. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And um, once again, the online screening of From Shock to Awe is Monday, March 22nd at 4 p.m. And you can reach it at links.asu.edu slash from shock to awe. That's A-W-E. And the follow-up panel, Beyond the Stigma, will be on March 29th at 4 p.m. And you can reach that at links.asu edu slash psychotropics and healing and those links will be available in the description perfect well thank you for joining us yeah thank thanks you. thank you for inviting me we appreciate your time um and your answers and we look forward to hearing from you again all right everybody we're going to be taking a quick break but we'll be right back so don't go away and you're listening to the buzz Buzz, everybody. Time for a new segment, Listen With Us. On our last episode, we gave Nate and Paul the challenge to listen to Harry Styles' Fine Line album, and this week, Jess listened to a couple albums Paul and Nate suggested. How'd it go? How'd they sound? Hey, guys. It's me, Jess. Um, so, yeah, I listened to a Tom Petty album and then an album called On The Line, right? Correct? I, I only listened, honestly, gonna, not gonna lie, I only listened to them once, um, not really what I'm used to, but I can vibe with it. They were both really good. They both had really good songs. The fact that Nate decided to throw in a Greatest Hits album, that to me is just zero flavor, no spice, no nothing, kind of basic. It's fine, but they were good. They were greatest. It's a Greatest Hits album for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So I see where he was going with that. But overall, they were both really good. Personally, my flavor doesn't mix with it you know it's like putting 
It's like putting oil and water. Exactly. It's like putting oil and water. Thank you. I got you, girl. Um, but you know, if I'm ever bored or if I ever need like quote unquote new music, I will probably give them another listen. Okay. That's kind of funny because I feel like we have very similar taste in music. Like I feel like we really do. Like Tom Petty, I went on vacation last week with some of my friends and literally on my road trip playlist, I had a few of his like songs on there. Like, I feel like sometimes you just have to spice it up. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like there were a couple songs where I was like, okay, these are pretty good. I might save these into my library. I didn't, but I was like, I might. Um, But honestly, they were pretty good. Not going to lie. You can never go wrong with the greatest hits album. As much as I say that there's no flavor. I see why they're greatest hits. They were vibes. I like them. Would I listen to them on the daily? Probably not. But overall, I'd give them, I'd give both of them like a seven or eight out of 10. Okay. okay. And who, who were the singers on these albums that you listened to? Oh, uh, Tom Petty, Greatest Hits, and then Jenny Lewis, On the Line. Okay. I actually really appreciate Tom Petty's music. Um, last week I did go on a quick little road trip up north because it was snowing, which is really fun in Arizona. Um, so we went to go see the snow and I had a couple songs from Tom Petty on my playlist. Um, cause I kind of think he's more of like a road trip kind of back road vibe. Um, in my opinion, um, what are some songs that you think you guys would include on your road trip playlist? I, I definitely agree with you that Tom Petty's a road trip vibe because I grew up, um, going on like road trips with my family and that would involve you know my dad playing his music and there's a lot of Tom Petty on that a lot a lot of old stuff which is honestly probably where I get where I get most of my music taste but uh you know artists like Johnny Cash um Willie Nelson just uh kind of like older country rock uh artists that kind of thing I couldn't pick out a specific song for you but that's kind of like the genre of music that I most associate with like going on the road, you know? See, and I'm different because for me, road trip music, when I think of road trip music, I automatically think of Lainey. And I think Nat can back me up with this one. Lainey has some good road trip songs like Made in Hollywood, I feel like is a major, major road trip song. Like you can vibe to that one along with Bad, Bad, Bad. I love Lainey. I'm diehard Lainey fan. Diehard Lainey fan as well. Yeah. And I do think they have some road trip songs. I also think so sad, but I also like really associate like Lainey's music with like breakups. Like they're, they're a breakup band. Like every album just has that tone that you're just like going through a breakup and you're like, yeah, I'm going to jam out to this. Like, but they have a poppy breakup song. Like they're not okay. Malibu oh, nice. 100%. Yeah. They're... When you listen to them, I'm crying. I'm in my feels. I'm vibing. I'm chilling. I'm dancing. What about you, Paul? Any any classics you put on your road trip playlist? Yeah, uh, Golden Earring, Little Radar Love. Nice, nice. You can't you can't not have that on your playlist. That, that. I have never heard that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna listen look it to up. It. Yeah, I'm it's open. one of those songs that even if you have you don't know the name of it, you've probably heard it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like growing up, I was more like, I grew up like definitely on country. Like my parents both loved country. That's like kind of how I associate it with. So I'm, I'm intrigued to get some new music out of this for sure. 
Well, that's a wrap. You've been listening to The Buzz, a production of CISA. Make sure to tune in to our next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us. The Buzz Podcast is brought to you by the ASU College of Integrative Sciences and Arts and by students like you. 